from a minister who's been a friend of Agape for many years. He's been not only a minister of Agape that comes and just preaches at Agape and shares the gospel and the word, but he's a minister that has entered and fellowshiped with us in prayer. A lot of us tend to have friends, but a lot of us don't have that many friends that pray for us. So Agape has found a friend in this minister, in this minister's family. And what a testimony for him to be here, to see that God's word pushes forward regardless of situations that arise in our life. So if you could all join me in applauding and welcoming Pastor Finian to the stage. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. I make sure I switch on the gadget. How are you, church? How are we doing? The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The devil is bad all the time. You know, do me a favor. We're in a church and we're a family. So if you, everybody can just move a little bit further this way, I would really appreciate it. Maybe we can take the first one, two, three, four rows. Let's just meet together as a family. Amen? God is good. The devil is bad. Amen. I really want to thank God that I'm here in your midst. Uh, I'm glad I'm supposed to preach for just 20 minutes. So I want to keep to the time. I thank you so much because... Um, it has pleased the Lord to take our son home. Uh, it has been very heavy. It does not be easy. I know some of you don't know me, but we know you all through the love of Christ. Uh, Dr. Henry Sidrapolis, the wife, the entire church has been so close to us. We are a family. We are a family. And thank you for all your prayer support and all what you are doing for the Lord. You know, God never never make a mistake. God has promised us in his word, and it's difficult for us to absorb it, internalize it, and uh, also uh, work with it. Sometimes, maybe many times, depending where you are in the Lord, the scripture that says in Romans 8.28, it said, all things work for good. All things work for good. To them that love God and to those that are called according to his word, to his purpose. All things work for good. It's very easy for us to praise the Lord, worship the Lord, do all kinds of things when you have your own way in working with God. But when God says all things, he means all things. It means when you are in the valley top or when you are at the mountain top or when you are nowhere, all things work for good. I just believe that the passing on of our son is the best. It's the best because he really poured himself out for the Lord. He really poured himself out for the Lord. We will love him so much. Uh, I give you a case in hand. I remember going to some countries in Europe and also in Africa in my recent trip. And I remember 
telling our son Gideon I will be in Mauritania. And Gideon looked at me kind of weird and said, Daddy, see, that is risky. I said, yes, son, this is really risky. I said, but, you know, somebody has to do the dirty job. You know, and Gideon is always willing to do the dirty job. So somebody has to do the dirty job. And then um, he stick around with me, and I normally do all my packing very, very late. Very, very late. I don't know why, but I'm not so organized. So I do my packing when it is close to the dying minute. My wife is used to that now. So at around 1 o'clock, I was still packing. I was still packing at 1, and Gideon will always stick around. He doesn't move, helping me to pack, put stuff together, and pull everything together. And then I think around 2 o'clock, I was about to... To, to start leaving because the shuttle will come maybe around three or so to pick me up. But Gideon said to me, see, as you wait, he ran into his room and then brought this sweater. The sweater is like, it's like, it, it's like some fleas. He said, Dad, I should, I should hold this. I should take this. I said, why? It's already packed. He said, no, no, no. I should take this. I should take this. He insisted. Then he unzipped the pack and put the coat, put this sweater in that bag. So I took off, went to Mauritania, and I was in Mauritania, and the weather changed. So it was that, that sweater, that particular sweater that Gideon gave me that I started wearing. I wore it day and night. I was just wearing it day and night, day and night, until my entire trip was over. When I came back, I said, Gideon, do you know what? That particular letter you gave me was what I wore day and night. They, it really helped me. Maybe I would have been dead of cold because the weather just changed. Gideon just laughed. And I said, Gideon, take, your, take it back. He said, no, 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 you, you have it. You. You see, he was such a giving person. He's always releasing himself to please you. What I'm going to talk about this morning is what has been impressed deep in my heart concerning the work God has for us to do here in Agape. When you look at this church, and for the reason that God brought you back, that is very significant. I know some of us went there, we did the best we could, and then God said, do what? Come back here. Okay, how many were those who went, who crossed the bridge and came back? Wave your hand to the Lord. Wave it very hard. Wave it, wave it, wave it. Okay, okay. So just, just look around. Were there some fallout, those who were there with you and never, they never came back? You, were you one of those or you saw those who left? Some left, right? Good, good, good. How many are those of us who just joined? We came here, we just joined. Can I see your hand up? Okay, we are here for you. Amen? We are here for you. Praise the Lord. God's business has not changed. You know, God works on transactions. In other words, when God extends his hand to bless you, and you decide not to extend your hand to God, what will God do? Will he force you? He will not force you. Sometimes God always strives. He always wants to reach out to us. 
But God is in the business of making us to cross over, to move on, to move on, to move on, to move on. So when you have the Holy Spirit on you, he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. God is constantly wishing us to move, to move, to move, to move. God does not want us to be stagnant. Because the business of God is still ongoing. And that's why God brought you here. Amen? God brought you here to do what? To do a greater work for him. That's why you are here. You are still alive because God has not finished with you yet. Are you there with me? When God is on with you, he moves you forward. And he brings somebody else to your place and moves you forward. God is constantly in motion. You hear what I'm saying, you know? Even when Jesus Christ came, the disciples wanted him to stay, stay, stay with us. They never believed we crucified. When he said, they didn't believe. Even when he was crucified, they said, no, 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 no. They didn't believe. When he said he would resurrect and come back, they didn't believe. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, Jesus had a plan. And so Agape Christian Church, there is a plan of God in this church. And that plan has to be executed. And God has to use instruments like you and I to do what? To move it forward. Amen? Help me tell somebody that I will move forward in Jesus' name. I want to hear your voice. Tell somebody, I will move forward. I'm not hearing you. I will move forward. Some of us are too distant. Look at somebody's face. There is no enemy in the church. We are all brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen? Tell somebody, I will move forward. In Jesus' name. And do not hinder me. Do not hinder me. In Jesus' name. Can you say one more time? I will move forward. In Jesus' name. Do not hinder me. Tell somebody right on his or her face. Do not hinder me. In Jesus' name. Yes, we can be hindered. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 5. If you are there, say amen. Are you in Luke chapter 5? Luke chapter 5. I want to read verse 4 and 5. Are you there? Let's quickly rise and read that together. Let's read. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, let's read, launch out into what? Into the deep and let down your net for a drought. And then verse 5 says, and Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, by thy word, I will do what? I will lay down the net. May the Lord teach us in Jesus' name. Amen. See that. In life, we, we experience some kind of frustration. The Bible talks about, it said, in this world, you shall have what? Tribulations. Say, but of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Who said that? Jesus said that. That in this world, there'll be trial, there'll be tribulation. 
There'll be trouble times. There'll be death. There'll be crisis. But he said, be of good cheer. For I have what? I've overcome the world. Okay? So Jesus knows the end from the beginning. The problem we have as followers of Christ is we don't know the end from the beginning. So when things happen, we panic, we cry, we complain, then sometimes we are angry with God. I've been angry with God for some days now. That, that's what it is. You know, God, why? And so on and so forth. And God has been comforting us through many means, through brethren, through the word of God, through so much people that care. But the truth be told that in this world, in this world, we shall have what? Tribulation. And there is a promise of God stated, he said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Afflictions are not palatable. Afflictions can be very painful, very, very painful. It's like you work so hard as a student, you expect an A, and you got a D or an F. Say, wow, what is this? Why some are rejoicing as I made it, you are saying, wow, I failed it. Okay? That is not fun. It makes you to wonder, why, 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 why? Where do I go wrong? And God has the answer. Afflictions are there. The disciples of all, they also had affliction. A case in hand here has to do with, here was a man, Peter, who knew the gift and also the skill of a professional fishing business. He knows it very well. He has a boat. He has a team. And he has been used to catching what? Fishes. That was his business. He doesn't need to be taught how to do it. He knew what to do. He knew how to do it, and so on and so forth. I remember years ago, I was in Athens, Greece, and I preached somewhere, and a guy came and told me, he was a physician, his hobby is to fish. And he said to catch the big fish or somehow a special breed, you have to go way late in the night. And that is when you can catch that fish by shooting into the ocean. He was so skilled in what he was saying. So some people really know what they are talking about. And Peter knew what he was dealing with. When Peter said, Lord, he said, I have toyed all night. And I caught nothing. Listen to me. He was frustrated. Have you ever been frustrated? Have you ever been frustrated? Have you put in for so many, so many job listings out there? And you discover that not even a single one is telling you we are calling for an interview. A lady told me somewhere, just, just this past two weeks, said she applied for 300 jobs and everything was zero. And it has to change location, 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 just trying to get a job. Have you ever tried medication? Maybe in terms of somebody being sick and you have tried all the medication. You have used the best physician in town, outside town, every referral, you have worked on it, and yet there is no word, no 
positive answer. Have you really tried and say, I just want to buy a house or buy a home, and then you put all your earnings together and you end up getting what? Nothing. Have you tried to reach out to a soul out there, put everything together and say, yeah, I really want this soul to be saved. Lord, we are going to pray. We are going to fight. We are going to trust you. At the end of 2014, something will happen, but nothing happened. We are now in 2015. Every one of us here can identify with some area of frustration. Or even your son or your daughter or a family or somebody else, a friend, who have failed you. And you felt you have put so much. You don't deserve this. But what you get from it is negative. We all go through that in life. If you haven't experienced that, take my word. It's coming. It's going to come. Because God has planned it that way. God cannot continue to feed you and treat you like a little baby. Are you getting my point? You have to grow. And in the growing process, you go through so many obstacles that can purify you. And that's the essence of trial. The Bible says, he that the Lord loveth, he does what? He chastises it. There are ways God wants to discipline us so that we can draw closer and closer to him. Peter had an encounter. He had tried, and nothing seemed to work. But thank God, if you read the preceding verse, you that Jesus went into his boat. And Jesus, as he got into his boat, Jesus even passed a wall from his boat. It's always great for us to invite Jesus into our circumstances. Bring Christ in. Don't push Christ away. We can push Christ away when we become insensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Every child of God here in this church must have the voice of the Spirit of God prompting him or her. That's why we are called children of God. If the voice that is constantly controlling is the voice that comes from the media or from television, of your cell phone, all things that are humanistic or maybe just carnal, then you are not walking by the Spirit of the Lord. But when we have the Spirit of God, the voice of God is a holy voice. It will prompt you to do what is right and what is acceptable will before God. Peter had the voice of God that came upon him. The Bible told us in verse 5 that Simon answering said unto the master is Jesus. He also knew that the master was present. You know, Christ is present with you. Amen? Christ is present with us. Amen? Sometimes you might feel he is not there. But God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Christ is present with you. Even when you have people around, when people are away, Christ is still what? Present with you. Even when you feel so lonely, Christ is present with you. When you are going through hard times or good times, Christ is what? Is present with you. You have to identify that Christ present will never leave you as a child of God. Jesus' word was resonating in the heart of Peter when he said, and Simon answering said unto him, Jesus gave a command. He said, Simon, launch into the deep. 
You see, Simon did not tell Jesus, you know, my name is Simon. I'm the fisher guy. Jesus, he knows all things concerning us. He knows our destination. He knows how we can move from A to B, A to Z, whatever. He knows everything. The life has been mapped out in his present. But if we don't put our hand in his hand, then he can't work with us. So right here, Jesus wanted a deal. This is the transaction I want with you, Peter. I'm talking to you, I responded, great. But now you need to launch into the deep. Get out from here, launch into the deep. And then Peter whined and complained a little bit. He whined and complained about the frustration. You see, God accommodated that. You can come to God and tell God, you know what? I can't do this. Like when God called Moses, Moses kind of complained too. You know, I'm a stammer. I don't know how to talk. And God knew the answer before he said it. Here was God pointing Simon to eternity. He said, Simon answering, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. We have been working all night. He didn't say I. It was like a teamwork. I have a team. I'm a professional. We have been doing this all night and nothing. And you are telling me to do what? But then he said, nevertheless, by thy word. By whose word? By whose word? By the word of Jesus. That makes a difference. You see, we go through this, our word is limited. Are you there with me? There's no amount of explanation can give to, that can make it to understand. Our word is so limited. But the word of God is internal. The word of God is divine. The word of God causes breakthroughs in the lives of people. And even in the things he has created, he said, but by thy word, he now let go his own side and then put himself where? In the hands of God. Are you following what I'm saying? And that is the beginning of transformation. God wants you to let go of yourself. And do what? And put yourself where? In his hand. There is no way you can move forward. If you are not willing to release yourself into the hands of who? Of the almighty God that created you. And when we do that, there will be a miracle. Here was a shift. And Peter saw something. And when they had this done, they did what? They enclosed a great multitude of fishes. And their net did what? Break. Listen to me carefully. This was the same area, the same spot that never had anything that was useful. This was the same place that was barren because they had been fishing, fishing, nothing came out of it. When Jesus spoke, what happened? There was a change. There was a breakthrough. There was a miracle. Obedience can give us a breakthrough. On our own, there can never be any word breakthrough. He got it. With this, I will close. When it was so much in that boat, and everywhere was just confusion, pandemonium, oh my God, what happened? What happened? What happened? There was another shift in the heart of Peter. 
He did not dwell on that and did what? And said, now let me build my mansion. But rather, what did he do? He looked at those stuff. He looked beyond that and went straight away to the feet of Jesus. He fell at the feet of Jesus and declared himself a sinner. And here the Bible gave a clue. You can read that in verse 10. In verse 10, what happened? The Bible said, and he said also, you know, and, and, he, and he, and so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, fear not, from henceforth, Thou shalt do what? Shall catch men. That is how the life of Peter changed. And when they have brought their sheep to where? To the land. They forsook all and follow Christ. This is the climax, brethren, that the Lord wants each and every one of us to launch into the deep in a time like this. What can cause us to move forward as a church is to launch into the deep. Where you are now is not the final destination. Our destination is where? Heaven. How do we get there from A to B? There have to be a work God is causing us to do, and that is a big work of evangelism. Peter was pulling all his weight on the things here, on the things here, looking down. But God changed his heart to look at things that were where? Above. That was what God is planning for each and every one of us. That we should stop looking down, we should do what? Look forward. We should stop looking backward, backward, but we should do what? Look what? Forward. Jesus is the one that can change our hearts our mind, our soul, and even our sight. He has a plan. He has a desire. And he wants to put you in that plan. There are seven things here which I quickly wrote down, which I want to live with us as a church in launching out. In launching, number one, you must long for Christ. Be, 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 be so excited to do something more and more for Christ. Long for him. Long for him. A longing in your heart. You woke up this morning. In the daytime, Christ, I'm longing for you. I want to hear you speak to my heart. Long for Christ. Number two, you should also approach Christ with sincerity, with open heart, without bias. Throw yourself in his hand. Don't allow things of this world to clog your vision of Christ. Open up to him. Number three, understand your inadequacies. Inadequacies, understand it. It's, it's not always clear, but we must understand it. I have dug into the presence of God, which also happened to us, because of the bereavement of our son, I say, Lord, I don't really understand bereavement. I don't really understand grieving. I see people who are broken, coming to our home, broken, broken. Some have lost their beloved ones, husband. Some have lost their own children, and they still came and canceled. I say, God, there's a message you are sending here. Know your inadequacies. 
Because God will not waste any heart. Every opportunity God gives, God has a plan for it. And so also was with Peter. He was in a place where he was so inadequate, he couldn't know what to do, but then he still allowed God present to have his way. Never give up or never give in. But always look unto Christ. Sometimes temptations come to pull us down. But learn to go beyond that and say, Jesus, I will walk with you. The other element is walk closer. Walk closer. Walk closer. Walk closer with God with the input of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is always talking, pushing us, ministering to us. The walking we do with God can never be close if the Holy Spirit is not the one prompting us. Let the Holy Spirit prompt you and then walk closer with the Lord. I just perceive the presence of God must have, over, must have overwhelmed Peter to say, okay, Lord, nevertheless, by that word, I will do what? I will launch into the deep. He resolved, I must do it because Jesus is here. He would have lost that opportunity, but he did it. And that brought in a wonderful breakthrough. Finally, hold on to the word of God. It is the word of Christ that made a difference. And that word of God, you need the word of God. You need the word of God. Thy word will I heed in my heart so that I will not do what? I will not sin against God. You need the, the word of God more than you need anything else. Let the word of God possess you, soak you. Speak out from the word of God. The word of God will never fail. But your word, your profession, anything you have on this earth, they are going to fail. But the word of God never, never fails. Let's rise and pray. Let us rise and pray. Why not talk to the Lord from your heart? How much of the word of God is really in you? How much of the word of God is really in you? Say, never let by that word I will pray launch down my net. How much of the word of God is in you? Ask the Lord to prompt you with his word. God, push me with your word. Lead me with your word. The word of God gives boldness, utterance. The word of God. Why we say this, if the Lord is prompting you, I need to step forward and declare his word in the city. Declare the word of God in my neighborhood. Declare it even in my apartment, in my home. Declare it in my place of work. With wisdom, I know that, with wisdom. At least I shouldn't be so timid when it comes to the word of God. Declare it, declare it, declare it. And you just want to take one simple step of faith. I will really do something about this. This week is fresh. I will declare it. Just raise up your hand wherever you are. And let's see what God will do as we agree in prayer. I'm here in church. I know my relation with Christ is kind of rocky. I'm not there yet. But I want to have a closer walk with the Lord. Yes, by the grace of God. I want to do that. Also, raise up your hand. Let's just do that together. And the Lord is here in our midst to perfect that which he has promised to do. Father, we bless you for your people. We are here, Lord. We are very much inadequate. Father, we pray, Lord, as many that are here longing for you, reaching out to you, open up their heart to you, Lord. 
Father, feed them up with your spirit. Father, pour your grace upon these precious souls. That together, Lord, an individual, Lord, we will launch out into the deep. We will launch out into the deep. We will not be drawn back by fear or by comfort, but rather, Lord, we will be pulled by the hand of the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for doing it. We worship you, we adore you. Our church will continue to grow, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen.